Hey there, I'm Thanos. Ambor is intended for listeners that have finished reading Worm and are passively familiar with Worm's many fanworks. Fanworks talked about during the show may be spoiled during discussion. And if you're going to listen anyway, ignoring this warning, you will be balanced. You've been warned. Echimisha's Bad Opinions and Reviews, your premier podcast on the internet about worm fanfiction. As always, I am Misha. I'm Etch Jetty Etch. And That's today we are joined <laughs> Today we are joined by a special guest, uh Pachycephalosauria. Welcome Hello. How are you today. Welcome oh. to our podcast. Honored oh, uh, guest. Honored. I'm very honored uh, as a guest. Yes, that's <laughs> a that's a good way of describing it. Damn. <laughs> 45 seconds in and we're being roasted by our guest. All right. All right. So maybe I did invite you literally yesterday, but you know, good on you for, for, for responding to the call to action. I appreciate that. I, I, I do. Um, it's been rough trying to schedule uh, a little recently. Um, well, you know, oh, yeah. when an invitation is... is extended, you got to jump on it. Uh-huh. Did, did you get the smash invite letter? Like, is that what showed up this morning? I don't know if Etch sent it out or not. It was just a big telepathic message that popped up in my head, and I just couldn't ignore it. <laughs> what, a, what, a, what a wonderful segue if we were going to talk about fic, your fic directly right now, but we're not. Because we have to talk about what we... <laughs> what we what have, have you guys been reading recently? What have you been, have you been taking a gander what at? have we been kicking at recently? I recently started reading That Sounds Like Work, which is... Um, mm. Flabby Knight? Flabby Knight, I think. Yeah. yeah. Which is a crack fic by Flabby Knight, and it's basically, what if Taylor is literally the laziest piece of shit on the planet? And, you know, as a lazy piece of shit, I really identify with that. So, it's been a mm. lot of fun. I, I'm about, like, three chapters in. It's just, the first chapter literally has um, Taylor forgetting who Emma is, and Emma getting really <laughs> angry at her. And it's just it's just so absurd and bizarre that it's just it's fantastic. Oh my god! Yeah, I, I heard the first bit had pretty bad like spelling and grammar, but it's like some Spag, people said Spag it was a little tough. Spag's some a people tough, said yeah. it enhanced it, like because of the shittiness of the grammar and the shittiness of Taylor's like caring. I like, mean, I don't I don't fully agree with that, but that was just out. Joe's a lot who, which lets me transit to my. Uh, fic that i've been reading recently which is taylor is dead by the, uh, esteemed worm fic worm au in which taylor is dead guys yeah. please taylor is dead we're, so we're telling is, you this, this is the, the by... entire joke is that she is legitimately actually dead there's nothing fancy going on yeah, there there's there no dead. other joker yeah. she's, she's there, just dead she's dead it's not kill bill i swear to God. <laughs> that was one, that was my favorite joke that that's been in that fic so far is the fucking kill bill one <laughs> it was yeah, great just, it's just, it just, like, describes in, in prose the, the, the scene from Kill Bill 2. And it's like, unfortunately, since this was a scene from Kill Bill 2, it didn't happen. And Taylor's still dead. So, you know, that's just how, how things are. 
Sorry. Uh, it was uh, none of this had actually happened, of course. That was a scene from Kill Bill Two. Taylor was still dead. The coffin remained intact, and the ground stayed untunneled through. <laughs> it's just it's so matter of fact. It's so deadpan. It, yeah. it just it just works. It works the, so well, and I really like the it. subversion. Is that there is no plot twist. It, it builds <laughs> which, itself up as this was going to be some big like, which is twist. which is which is really cool in my opinion. It's really cool, and it's I think that's pretty fresh for a crack fic like this. Yeah, yeah. Um, Joe's a lot has a lot of experience writing crack fics on the subreddit worm r slash worm crack fic, which was. Born out of the, the beautiful mess that is, was, and remains uh, literally worm except. Um, uh, by the way, LWE, if you're listening, <laughs> dude, can, if LWE, consider, this, consider this a formal invitation. <laughs> yes, you and Chimera both. Like, come on the show. <laughs> Please. I would love this. Uh, yeah, so it's worm crackfic is usually for, like, shorter form, like, one-off joke uh like crack prompt but. worm except everyone is talking in a regionally accurate accent it's not uh, a bostonian a accent six i swear to god it's not bostonian you're fucking dead kid you're fucking you're gonna put my car in habit pack <laughs> you're gonna go to fucking dunkin donuts you're gonna go to fucking donkeys yeah uh donkeys down in jersey what's what's nice about taylor is dead is it takes that that uh, a post which was originally just a short one-off on that separate and it's actually made it into a com- pretty compelling mix of, like, feels and, like, dealing with, like, gr- gripping, gr- grappling loss to also, like, shitposty humor. And it's it does, like, a yeah. really, really unique blend of those two subgenres. It, it's know? macabre. It, there's pathos. It's 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 fun. I, I can say that. That's something I can definitely say about it. It's a lot of fun. And, I, and, you know, why are we here? Just to suffer and have fun. Every night, my arm... My leg, just to suffer, and even my. Anyway, I don't know what you two are on about, but I'm sure it's a load of fun. (laughs) Uh, Extended Metal Gear Solid references aside, Packy, what have you been reading? What have I been reading? Uh, Yes, nothing within the past month or so, quite frankly. Damn. Um, The reason for this being that I have fallen like deep deep into this dark well of no escape that is binge watching persona 5 let's plays not even playing persona 5 <laughs> i mean you know been there done that let's play time oh okay okay That's so you, you already you already played through it sort of did you do so, uh, did you do like a whole run or was it just like it was more of one of those things where like it was like like the family got together to play, you know, like oh, me, my sisters, okay, okay. sit on the couch together, having a blast. But okay, just a that bunch was of like dinosaurs. years back. How far did you get through? Now, now I'm curious. Like what, what, what vault uh, did you or what palace? You know, did you that would be an excellent. Um, that would be an excellent uh, question for a Persona Five podcast. Now, wouldn't it? Damn. Welcome to Embor, <laughs> where we sometimes talk about worm fan fiction. Hey, we can't talk about worm fan fiction. I got one for you. How about a beginner's guide to stealing Brockton Bay? I have not read it. Oh, uh, but... beginner's guide to stealing Brockton Bay. Uh, so is let's the, the no, it's not the practical guide to evil one. Is no, it? no, no, no. That is a Persona Five cross. By Beacon Hill. Is... No, it... that's a different oh. Persona Five cross. You think okay. of, but I know the one you're thinking of. Okay. That fic is the first comment I left on Space Battles. By the way. Um, all right. 
A Beginner's Guide to Stealing Brockton Bay is by Plasmodon on Space Battles. Uh, and it's the protagonist of Persona 5 moving to Brockton Bay. Except mm. it's it's still like there's... So instead of like... Um, so instead of Japan falling uh, to Kyushu, Japan, it, it didn't happen. And basically um, the Phantom Thieves from Persona 5, that whole game still happened, except it's put into the framework of them being superheroes, or capes. Mm. Uh, but also drawing on the metaverse and, you know, the concept behind Persona for, um, for the Do story they ever time. refer to the Personas as projections? I actually don't remember if they refer to them as projections. BRB I'm just, just saying control that, like... the word projection? It's, cause it's been a, I, I, it's been a while since it's updated, and, uh, I don't. I don't remember. The Siberian is just. Uh, I see no results. Persona. You know, I just. You know, I just realized. I said it's been a while since I read this because the message was updated. This thing updated at Monday at twelve twenty-one p.m. I'm just a fucking liar, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know what I'm reading after this recording. <laughs> also yeah, I'm probably going to read it. Pretty mm-hmm. hard. Sorry, one more time, Edge. It'll date this recording pretty hard. You people uh, just. That will use their investigative really skills. Hard. Shit. Whatever. We're leaving this in. But yeah, um, um, Beginner's Guide to Stealing Brockton Bay. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it's Akira becoming, um, making friends with Taylor, obviously, and Charlotte, actually. And the three of them basically try to form up a new group of phantom thieves in Brockton Bay, which is really cool. Uh, Taylor got her persona, which is Anansi, which I think is very apt, and I think there's a lot of stuff, a lot of like meta narrative stuff you can do with a with a persona like Anansi. And uh, Charlotte, however, is limited in how she can use her persona because she's using a mechanic from Persona Three, actually, where she forcibly awakened her persona. And for those of you who play Persona Three, that's a bad idea. That's how uh, one of your teammates die in Persona 3. Spoilers, by the way, for a game from 2005. Yo, this is real Shin Megami Tensei hours. Like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, it's hello Shin Megami Tensei hours. Something, but, something, something Gnosticism. But it's it's just, um, I like Beginner's Guide because most, a lo- not most, but a lot of fics that try to deal with Persona and Worm, they kind of just take the whole wild card Persona concept and just try to utilize, turn that into a Worm power. Whereas this is more... A fusion of both themes, gameplay elements, and uh, thematic elements, and even lore elements from both sides of the story. And they're tr- and um, Plasmodon is trying to tell a story with all of that. And I think that's really neat. I mean, mm. there's room to do that, you know. Um... Yeah, lots of room to do that. Yeah, the the, the one other uh, Persona Cross I've read was Stacked Deck or Colin Wallace versus Single Parenting by Unwelcome Storm. Also really good. Cool. Uh, which is one of the protagonists. I think it's Persona 3's... Persona 4. Uh, Persona 4. I don't you know any of the games. Uh, Persona 4's protagonist is literally named Yu. So. <laughs> well, he moves in and Colin Wallace is his dad. And I am so like down for, for alternate family fix any day of the goddamn week. So I love this fic and it's great. Dad Master uh, is a lot of fun. The, I, the, I do have one small criticism of Stack Deck is that once it gets to the metaverse stuff like the the midnight channel and just the stuff that deals with physical shadows and personas i feel like the action and the descriptions and everything get a little murky there was that 
there was that scene where like arms master is confronting his shadow self and it just i wasn't really sold on that chapter but that's like that's a small quibble everything else is fantastic Mm. speaking of everything is fantastic (laughs) i was gonna mention tg's fic mess but i think we're, we're already 10 minutes into the recording so uh Let's talk about conference call. These are words I didn't get to say <laughs> on this podcast yet, and I'm super excited. Wow, what's conference call? call? Conference is great, Conference call is going to shut up for the next 20 minutes now. <laughs> no, uh, it's this little, it's this little multi-cross fic by this uh, this person named uh, Pachycephalosauria, uh, and I don't know if you've ever heard of this individual, uh, Dank or or, or Pachy. Because, you know, Packy and Pachycephalosaur are two separate Different people. people. Different, Different people. people. Never, never heard of either of them. Yeah. You ever see them in the same room together? It's like never. Batman and that Bruce Wayne fellow. <laughs> Who the fuck is Bruce Wayne? <laughs> same butts. That was a very specific joke. Um, anyway, yeah, Conference Call is a multi-cross fic, and I, I, I've gone on record as saying that I can't stand multi-crosses uh, because they tend to be very thrown together like like once a, once a fic becomes a multi-cross the author uh, especially if it's like a fan fiction author tends to feel like they can just oh well if the floodgates are open this is now a my little pony fic and it's just a my little pony character shows up from nowhere and then leaves a couple chapters later that just happened or even Shout worse to- jump chains Oh god! Yeah, <laughs> jump uh, chains are like the exact thing that conference call is made in a reaction to. Pretty oh, much. Oh really? The exact. Con- I just sat there thinking, man, you can have a lot of different universes in your story, but you need some way to make sure that once the character does whatever needs to be right, it prevents you from tying your character to long-term goals. If they can just leave whenever they solve whatever goal they have in their current mm. universe, yeah, that uh, was and, the, and uh, that's the and, big, you, and you just you just dislike that as a as a thing with jump chains. That's I don't think it's an unsolvable problem. I think that there are ways you could do it. You know, you can maybe like, but it's so hard to explain. What if you have a character in the setting that you go to that you really like that works well for your story? And then, for whatever reason, your store needs to move on to another location to remain fl- like fresh. Are you mm. just going to abandon that character? What do you do? Uh, like mm-hmm. you see that with jump chains. You see that with uh, Magic Planes the Gathering, Planeswalking yeah. Fix. I never understood Planeswalking Fix, but I, I also was never into MTG. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm like so uh, so on Magic the Gathering. Like I think it's as a fantasy setting but i'm not interested in the game itself i played three games of mtg in uh in a basement somewhere in the middle of cambridge and that's my only exposure to mtg i played one against a nine-year-old at camp and he let me win i think I'm, yeah no if there was a nine-year-old with a full deck he let you win <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, anyway conference call solves the multi the multi-cross issue as as i call it uh, by just providing a really, really good format for the crossover to happen, and that is what the what is the node? It's the, the called node the system. Node. Yes, the I, node system. This is this is is this a like one hundred percent packy invention? Yeah, that's one hundred percent me. Okay, uh, talk to us about nodes. I 
because that is a very like I, I think the way you cross these four universes is very cool because as far as I know, these characters haven't physically met each other. Uh, yeah. No, they have not. Yeah, they uh, haven't physically met each other except it, they are they've all interact with each other. So tell us about the the node system. The node system is. Do you want me to talk about it in like an in-universe sort of Watsonian, or do you want more doyalist like this is why I made it, the narrative purpose behind it, what's meant to accomplish in the story? I, I want to get a little bit of both. I, I think yeah, I think both. both would be great if you can just like touch upon both reasons, interweave. So yeah. Okay. Because because like I don't I don't think like I'm I'm pretty sure there's like a lot of reasons and that might expand into like a long time, but just you know spark notes it for us if you can. Well, the in-story reason for the system is that, uh, well, let's not get into the reason why it exists. Let's talk into what it does. The uh, the node is a telepathic hub of sorts. Basically, imagine a giant, a giant interdimensional room. supercomputer. It exists in the space between dimensions. And it is a psychic supercomputer in that it can connect to people between worlds except you can't describe the powers as psychic as psychic powers has different implications in the universe so it's just brain connecting super technology whatever it it's a computer but it represents itself it's a metaphysical object that represents itself as a computer it has a physical material existence made of immaterial metaphysical substance and it connects the people to do things. It, I'm certain that there are other things in the space between like universes that utilize the same sort of magical world-connecting technology for whatever purpose. But for the purposes of the scope of the story, we just focus on the node, which connects the people and allows them to interact with each other. Mm-hmm. Through a Discord-like chat room. Yes. Yeah, I, I look at it as a massive chat room. Holy shit, you did all this formatting on archive of our own? Oh my god. Yeah. How long did this take you? <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, I'm sorry like about this. a day. <laughs> oh, I really? I spent a, like a day and a half or so like just formatting the <sighs> archive of our own conference call. If you want to know the reason it hasn't updated in a while, it's because it's a pain to deal with, but it's oh, going to okay. get there. Like as soon as, experience, as soon as I, I do I, the big... Yeah, the big, uh, speak, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Uh... Speaking from experience, I, I've written a, a conference call, uh, Omake or two, and it, it, it took me three hours to post one chapter just to make it look <laughs> this, this is as, This as is why I don't, this is why I do not do that formatting. <laughs> this is why I, I try to work around formatting. It's like, you know, hey, if you do this, if you're doing it as a text messages, you know you're going to like change fonts and stuff, right? Or I can just italicize it. <laughs> I could just not do that because I'm a lazy piece of shit. I have been refusing to check the conference call thread on Space Battles since it's updated because I'm terrified of discovering that something's broken. Well, that's why we have computers, so... (laughs) Yes, if you want to just look through that for me, I'd be very appreciative. (laughs) Yeah, conference call is really unique in that it kind of transcends mediums a a little bit. Like, the front page is an animated cover that you made. Uh, yeah. There's this one pretty uh, infamous the, moment. The Google where... Slides one? Or is that what we're talking about right yeah, now? Yeah, that's the Google Slides okay. minigame. Uh, 
Packy, why don't you tell us a little about how you, what you did to, for this, this moment that I'm about referencing right now. Well, there's a section in the story where one of the characters is just kind of wandering around the halls of a building, talking to people, trying to resolve this relatively small problem. Um, the, it's not necessary for the main story at all, but I wanted to include it more so to get people used to the idea that I'm going to be doing ridiculous stuff like this in the future. And it so is what pretty I did ridiculous, because I, I saw it. Yeah. I went on to... I went on to Google Slides. I made, uh, using image editing software, a huge numbers of different screens that look like screenshots of a video game. And I basically linked them together into a point-and-click adventure game. So that you can click on different parts of the slideshow. And they get go. links to different insane. sections of this interactive experience and then i made it so that uh it was posted in the space battles thread yeah not linked to but like in the it was it was in the chapter yeah i remember seeing that and i want to i want to touch upon this because um this fandom really doesn't have interactive stuff because i can think of this and also the girl in the room and like that's it Hey, I made a text adventure game for the ARG that oh, no one played. <laughs> that too, Edge made one, and I forgot about it because I play test the game that I forgot to keep up with it when people were solving it. Yeah, I'm sorry. We'll talk about it. It's fine. But yeah, I think interactive, an interactive element to fan works is fascinating, and I just want to ask you, like, what was it? Just because you were inspired by. Homestuck. I think that was the main driving force. I think that was like the main aesthetic behind everything. Was it just? I don't because think we've of that? even talked about what the co- crossover is in conference call. That's true. We've uh, danced around it. The H word. The yeah. H word is Homestuck. The H word is Homestuck. <laughs> and that is also one of the main things driving people away from the story. I, I mm-hmm. will. Yeah, I will say this. I am not a fan of Homestuck, or rather, I'm not even not a fan. I'm just ambivalent on Homestuck, and I mostly just been. You're allowed l- to use the word frightened. <laughs> ambivalent and I'm leery of some of, of a bit of the fandom. I'm, I'm not gonna say frightened, just a little bit leery because I've seen, I've seen some of the fan works, I've seen some of the fans, I've seen what they do, what and like what they've got up to. So that that's like my view on it. But also another thing that was like kind of keeping me away from Sea Call. I'm not gonna lie, it was the Naruto part. <laughs> yeah, um... it, it was Naruto because you know, it's. I, I wasn't a big three kid. I was never a big three kid. I didn't do the Naruto. I didn't do the Bleach. I didn't do the One Piece. I, I touched all of them a little bit, but I never got like super deep into them. I touched none of the three, and Conference Call is actually my first experience to any Naruto media, except for the Naruto run. Um, so <laughs> I'm a normie scrub. Uh, in no, that sense, not a weep. But, yeah, I've avoided that fate. Uh, uh, so yeah, let's talk about it. So what what was what was the what inspiration, was the, the idea, build, building your crossovers? Yeah, let's call it building the. Well, network. I'm sure Edge has a bit of experience of this because mm-hmm. yeah, but when you're setting up the a conference call type experience, a lot of the times you aren't actually approaching it from the perspective of I want to cross these settings over with each other and you just have a already determined set list in your head what you're actually doing 
is you're saying that you want to make one of these with these, like make one of these types of stories. And then you have these ideas of the types of things you want to put into it. And you search for the types of stories that allow that. Worm oh. <clears throat> allowed me to go with these sort of super-powered traumatic angle. Uh, it allowed me to connect the main characters to a official more government level. Like, I'd say almost militaristic um, organization. Mm-hmm. And Naruto let me do the same thing. I did that because I wanted to intentionally contrast the sort of independence that um, the other two of the other characters I knew would inevitably end up having. Oh, that's actually really cool because I I wouldn't expect I wouldn't expect that honestly because I thought like I thought you just picked these four because you liked all of them. I did. I did (laughs) pick them because I liked the characters, but I didn't pick them. Specifically because you like them, not like not just because you like them, but there, there's yeah. like narrative reasoning behind it all. That's real, actually, I, yeah. I, I didn't expect that, huh? I, I remember yeah. hearing that there was a, a version of conference call where Taylor was one of the protagonists. So, yeah, like Kid Win was not one of the was not my first choice for protagonist. Originally, I was thinking I wanted to make it the protagonist of the actual stories themselves. But the one thing that I will say was absolutely got, going know. to be core to the story from the beginning was I wanted to include a Homestuck portion of it because Homestuck is what inspired the node system. It's yeah, not oh, like okay. a big secret. But So, yeah, because uh, I, I read Homestuck because I read Conference Call, um, which I, after I read Homestuck, I, I went back to Conference Call and I, I realized that there was a lot of like non-superficial similarities. Obviously, one of, Homestuck is one of the four crossovers, uh, we haven't even said the words mother of learning this entire time. Um, <laughs> but like the, the one of the one of the big things of like a majority of Homestuck is that all of the dialogue is told entirely through like texting or chats, like online AOL kind of chat rooms. I'm and ashamed. the formats and like the colored text of those pester chum chat logs came very uh clearly into uh how the the node was presented like downtown how you have to click on the box in order to expand the chat log like that was straight from homestuck although you did get up on that uh in later chapters packy uh because people were complaining that they had to click on it every time the spoilers i own actually i kind of set like this arbitrary length in my head and if i log looks too long i'll make it collapsible mm-hmm but for the but the really short ones, like the ones that are like, I'd say ten lines or less, maybe a fifteen lines or less. Yeah, those ones tend to just be in in line of the main body of the story. I'm a little yeah. curious about this actually, because uh, as we all know, space battles doesn't count word count if they're in spoiler boxes. Mm-hmm. And I know based on thread marks, it says fifty eight thousand words for conference call. But what's the actual word count if we include all the chat boxes and all of that? Dang, it feels like you didn't Somewhere read the opening Somewhere between 70,000 and 80,000, I think. Well, the, oh, the, okay. the opening post is last edited in June. Um, it says, at the time of writing this intro, it's between sixty and 70,000 words, but I don't keep track of the actual count. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't read index posts. 69, 69. <laughs> I don't read intro you. posts. Did you, miss the, uh, did you miss the prologue? There was a prologue? Oh, my God. Yeah. There's a prologue yeah, in the pre- intro. There's a prelude. Holy shit. I, I did miss this. I didn't know. 
<sighs> Holy shit. Dank, you're fired. I'm fired? <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to come up with someone else whose name starts with M to be the co-host of this podcast. <laughs> uh, let's get a Michael in here. I don't... <laughs> Do you know a Michael? It's just... Uh, Chimera. We could just capitalize the M. <laughs> anyway, uh, conference call is great because it is it is such a, 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 a an excellent exploration of a storytelling medium. Um, and I think you've proved in your other uh, Nodeverse works, Packy, that the the Node works beyond just f- as like a medium to connect fan fiction. Because oh, yeah. uh, transitioning into Conference Quest, uh, Packy, you've written original fiction using Conference Call as a framework. I'm currently writing a much larger original work using Conference Call's node system as a framework. Yes. Would you like, talk about that a little bit? I may talk about that a little bit in the future. Ooh. Super All secret right. project. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, are we what gonna... about move on or we're gonna keep going with conference call a little more uh well that's up to you (laughs) yeah let's let's Um, let's do it let's i mean i think we can circle back if if like you know we run out of everything else because i want you to build the ship you can steer it (laughs) yep because i want to touch on uh m-s-a-s-t-e-a-n-s-s-i-l-w-m that's ah. also known as my bullies are my secretly bullies are the- secretly the end ringers and not so secretly in love with me exclamation question mark exclamation point question mark is uh, the absolutely critical part of that title it's which is shortened into either that absurd initialism I just said or just end bullies yeah yeah end bullies is what I call it yeah and this is uh, it's a it's a fic where um, Danny gets with Eidolon. And then Taylor triggers with a bud off of his his shard, and that causes the Endbringers to subsume the identities of Emma Barnes, Sophia Hess, and Madison Clements, and they all want to date Taylor. I think it's because is part of it because they do. They all yeah. want to date Taylor. Yeah, that's about it. That's like <laughs> pretty much all you need to know about the premise. Yep. Um... I like it. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. What was what was the uh, first? Let's let's talk about what was your your uh, impetus for writing this? Because I think conference call was you, you needed to fill a need for for good multi cross fic. What was what what fueled uh, the end bullies? <laughs> what you use? I wanted to see fuel. how popular it would get. <laughs> that was that was the whole reasoning. It's just let's just let's, curiosity, just morbid cu- curiosity. <laughs> If you wrote something that's basically relatively yeah, over well, the oh, relatively over the top, but even still, it's it's pretty grounded as a like within the framework that you've set up of this story, Embolise is actually pretty grounded. Like everything that happens in the story, I can I can buy. Like this feels mm-hmm. perfectly fine with the way you set this up. So it, it's even not... like even the part with the gogurt and the salad. I must have not gotten to that part. What I chapter is that? that. <laughs> I would have to like, like what, chapter five, chapter six, I think. The part where Behemoth is just sitting there in Winslow's like, like the hallway of Winslow with like a little like prepackaged salad from a store, rips it open. Instead of putting proper dressing on it, she like bites the uh, the tip off of a tube of gogurt and like 
ices her, uh, like, like layers her salad with gogurt like it's a thick layer of icing i'm, I'm gonna it. be real i've seen people that have eaten much worse things if <laughs> if i saw that in a public high school i would not bat a fucking eyelash i like i'm gonna be 100 <laughs> with you right here <laughs> i've seen people eat some weird shit in school and out of school yeah, yeah honestly yeah. honestly it's a nice little character moment if anything yeah you know Ed just told me he, like they've melted monster cheese on a chex mix Oh, yeah, I did that. I was actually going to bring that up just now, <laughs> in terms of my, my like, culinary... Uh... I fucked around with the processor and made kielbasa puree once upon a time. You know, sometimes you just do weird shit with your food. I hear Baba Gaia crying in the corner. Is that normal? <laughs> Gaia's going to kill me in real life because of that one one day. Yeah. Um, so you wrote MS... No, not MS. Just say Endbullies. Just say Endbullies. Just say Endbullies. For um, more as an experiment to see like how, how popular following like the lax formula could get. Do you, you know, are you familiar with that terminology, as some people say? Oh, yeah, yeah, no. yeah, I know. I sort of wanted to test that. Um, there were a few things I wanted to test with the the design of this uh, of this of this fic the one thing number one i wanted to test hey how popular would this thing get number mm-hmm. two i wanted to test hey how much can i write in a short period of time and i surprised myself i haven't gotten back into the flow i had when i was working more heavily on that fic yeah i i remember you touching on this on cauldron uh, it was basically like a huge burst of writing from you like I think you were putting out chapters every two days. Yes. And it was... Dude, that was nuts. And it was... It's like, they're all, like, one to two thousand words. They were all... They all were, like, rounded chapters. I think they were all even edited to a certain extent. I actually don't know if you edited them. I think you posted were, their feedback, right? They were mostly all edited. One time I had to post before Jeff got to one. And okay. then I went in to make the changes. God bless Jeff. Bless Jeff. I love you, Jeff. Jeff, if you come on the show... Anyway, um, <laughs> but I think that the biggest point of, of uh, Enbullies' legacy is the creation of the character Vizard, who actually has a really neat power, uh, a, a nice um, interpretation of Eidolon's uh, shard. But uh, her legacy is, is famous for, for being one of the, the founding now, members. Now, now before, in... we, uh, before we go any further with this, I just have a, uh, a question here. Uh, All right. <laughs> For your uh, for your co-hosts, Etch. Oh no! So, uh, Nisha, uh, <laughs> oh no! All right. Uh, okay. How's that chapter going? I added thirteen words last night to that chapter. That is incredible. Add thirteen more right now, please. <laughs> We're canceling uh, okay, more until let's, until let's, let's move on to to the last. Taylor's in no, name only. Taylor's in name only. Of which I am one or of the Tino for short. Of which I am one of the twelve co-writers, and I am supposed to be the next chapter that's slotted to update. Except I we have been waiting. <laughs> have kept everyone waiting let's when when was this wait let me look for it uh Uh, it's been well over a month hasn't it i think it's been well over a month i mean i'm just gonna be real here i'm taking this decision executively for those um listeners who also read this fic we are just going to call this a hiatus we are going to continue updating in the future as soon as we've built up a 
the similar sort of backlog of chapters we had when we first started the fit. Yeah, because I th- what happened was we 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 had like a good flow going, and then I think a life bunch, happened. A bunch of us got hit with work, and then a bunch of us also got hit with school, and that was just. <laughs> and then the Taylors, the Taylors got hit by a dead body, and then you're like, <laughs> yeah, how do we fucking resolve this? <laughs> Wait, they don't know that. Wait, what? they don't know that no, one. No, yet. Uh, and then people got hit with a bunch of stuff, and then it just it it kind of fell apart. So right now we're trying to you know. Get, I'm probably just going to like set like some sort of Discord bot up that like at does at everyone us, in like, the Discord server for the <laughs> Taylor's in name only. It's every single day you get a notification telling you to write. Uh, Isn't that what PCT was founded for though? No, PCT was founded for a. An attempt to basically appeal to the id of space battles. It, it, it's a riff so, on... So the same reason as Tina. <laughs> it, it's, 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 a, it's a riff on a famous book called Naked Came the Stranger, which was written by a bunch of, I think, journalists or something like that, where they wanted to prove that modern literature, like as long as you put in enough sex and debauchery in your writing, it's anyone can write like an award-winning book. And then Naked Came the Stranger won a bunch of awards. So, you know, they proved their point. And PCT was supposed to be powerful, came to Taylor, which, is, which was a riff on that. But then, you know, it died, fell apart. Uh, uh, looping back to Tino real quick. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to ask you a question about what started the idea of a massive collaboration project? Uh, well, that's an interesting question. A lot of the times when I start a new idea, it's me saying, hey, wouldn't it be funny if I did blank? As, as, many, as many great ideas are want to do. And, except it's not always funny for me. Uh, it's sometimes, hey, wouldn't it be cool if I did blank? Like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if there was a fic that was like 12 authors sitting together writing a ridiculous multi-cross of all their different characters yeah uh tino kind of has its its genes in a lot of the other like multi-cross but meta fic fix uh i just said the word fic so many times (laughs) the sorts of fics where you just have a bunch of like alt power tailors from different like worm fics getting together to do whatever um, I've the original was what was it called? The again? Crisis of Taylor Hebert. That's the one I know. Yeah, that one. It's or it, it uh, had some. There the was a quest like too. Yeah, I, I liked uh, the Crisis of Taylor Hebert because it introduced me to Banshee, and uh, through Banshee, I also got introduced to the Dark Souls Cross, which I like. I like both of those. Banshee is the Warframe cross. Yes, Banshee. Uh, the cry, the whale, whale, the Banshee. I whale think of the is, Banshee. Yeah, whale, the Banshee. I I read that and I, I you know what I liked a lot of it, but I got kind of lost. the 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 story is the zombie part. The, <laughs> the zombie part. Yeah, the zombie. Part the zombie part was a bit. The zombie part was a bit weird, but then I I liked the part where she actually goes to the world of the Warframes because I'm not deep into Warframe lore, but it was still just it was a breath of fresh air to leave Brockton Bay in some way. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what was that noise? That's, uh, that's me agreeing and then realizing I haven't actually written any stories <laughs> set in Earth that leave Brockton Bay. 
Um, except for the ones that just never start there, like potions and pyrohumans barely counts, but... Yeah, uh, I started a fic in Boston. It's it's not going to leave. Actually, it has left Boston. The protagonist went to France. But, you know, she'll be back in another chapter or two. <laughs> anyway, let's... But, yeah, Tino, if we're going to keep talking about it, it is an interesting experience because it feels like I'm trying to herd cats. <laughs> I'm pretty sure everyone else in the Discord also feels like they're trying it, to herd cats. It, it sometimes but... does feel like it. And I, I, um, I, there's one thing I realized when I was writing, working on, I think it was chapter three of Tino. That's when Scuttle turns up. Yeah. Working on chapter three of Tino, I realized that I don't think I'm cut out to work with multiple other people on a writing thing. Cause I, I think I think I'm too too much of like a control freak when it comes to creative endeavors and I just I want to make sure like you know this is all mine and me so I need to make sure it's up to the standards that like sometimes ridiculous standards I have set for it or just I want to change the way someone writes I want to change their wording and shit like that and and I just I think through the course of writing Tino I've come to realize that that I'm very mm-hmm. you know controlling over that yeah, Whereas not... I have discovered throughout the process that I'm okay with people doing whatever as long as they don't get in the way of my stuff. But, like, I kind of come from a more strong, like, role-playing kind of background mm-hmm. where I'm very used to, like... Tino is very interesting because it's close to being almost a role-play yeah, in the way we write it. It's almost like an RP where we all kind of just split up, formed up groups, and then we, we write our characters interacting with each other. But, like, it's, like, distinctive from most role plays in that we will pre-plan to a more heavy degree. Like, yeah, like, where we intersect, where we go, etc. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, role-playing, they usually have this thing going on where they, like, don't share, like, character secrets or whatever, like, so they can surprise their other players. We care less about that because we're more worried about surprising the audience. Mm-hmm. So, so we like, still yeah. have unique control of our own characters. Yeah, everyone, everyone's characters, most of their backstory secrets, all that, that's out there. I think we, we've all, like, gone through multiple... The Tino server fucking power-gamed my tailor into <laughs> killing Scion using her fucking weak-ass stranger power. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Listen, listen, how is it an alt-type... How is it an alt Taylor fic if the people sitting around talking about your character don't try to rationalize how that character is ultimately going to murder Scion? <laughs> I was watching you guys do it. I was like, I, I guess that could work. I-, I-, I didn't think about it this far. God, I- I'm going to bring up this one comment I got on uh, 17. After the story was finished, mind you, after it was officially done and I had posted like a postmortem and like the whole thing was over, I got a comment saying... What are they going to do about Scion? Oh, my fucking... <laughs> and I responded <laughs> with this gif from uh, Fiddler on the Roof. Like, Tevye comes uh, yeah. up, he says... I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I don't know. I don't know. And he just... <laughs> if I were and... a rich man... That's the only song I, I know from Fiddler. Yeah, me too. Matchmaker, matchmaker. Like, we can do it. Anyways... <laughs> Welcome to the f- official Fiddler on the Roof podcast. <laughs> we'll only talk about Fiddler on the Roof. No other musicals. Fiddler and only a, Fiddler. Fiddler in a hot tin locker. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Someone 
someone has to write that. What someone if, has to write what if when we, on the locker? What if when we put Taylor into the locker, we have someone playing a fiddle outside? How would that change her trick? Like, Alright, well let's let's if look I it up were on a the rich man and like uh, just blood covered dollar bills instead of tampons. <laughs> Write an alternate locker scene for every song in this every goddamn musical. musical. Just like a, just nothing, matchmakers ch- nothing changes when we get to Mean Girls. God, you know what? This works. Let's write this after this podcast is over. <laughs> I'm so down. You don't even know. Uh, what were we even talking about before this? We have a podcast. Uh, Tino. 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 Um. Tino's interesting because it, 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 uh, from the standpoint of a reader, even though I'm kind of, I'm in the server and I see you guys like talking about it, like behind the scenes, um, it still is like surprising and there still is a lot of like mystery as to like, cause the, the story is so much potential, you know? Cause it's because like it's 10 got, different people writing it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's or like 11. Smash Bros. You know, everyone is here in that in that. Yeah, there there, there is that same excitement of like, I wonder who will show up next. Will it be the the alt power Taylor from from Shy Girl where she has the power to summon shy guys or will it be Piranha Plant? Will Piranha Plant just show up in Tino? You know, it's it it could happen. Anything could happen. Waluigi could show up in Tino, you know, you know why? No, wait, no, I was going to say that (laughs) Waluigi was Scion in that fic. Uh. Taylor was Luigi. Wait, what? Wait, what? You don't know what? that thing? What? You never read Purple Morning? Oh, Purple Morning. Oh, Purple Morning. Okay, okay. I do. Never... it off. Okay. <laughs> I remember Purple Morning. No, it's. I think. I think Wario was Eden in that one. Was that? Yeah. Uh... If if you if you dear listener have not read Purple Morning, somehow figure out how to track it down and read it. The link right is going to be in the description of the YouTube version of this podcast. Well, um, you know, hit hit pause right now and get to reading. <laughs> that we'll be waiting for you. <laughs> it's on Gaia's thread. If I forget to put it in the description, yeah, no, I'm getting to it right now. Um, yeah, what the? That's fuck? right. We're updating the description live as you listen. Live That's as you listen. Yep. Uh. Yeah. Updating so, the description. I see you just making notes and then, like, pretending and then getting ready to edit it later. I know what you're doing. <laughs> How dare you accuse us of not doing the impossible? Wait, was it was, was it Gaia Snip Threat that Purple Morning was in? Yeah. I'm 99% sure it was in, it was in that. Uh, it was, it was in, it was not under the main thread marks. It was, like, under Side Story or Apocrypha. Well, this is uh, administrative stuff. Yeah, no, it's, I found it. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, yeah. So uh, Purple Morning is is wonderful. It's probably the best meme fic that wasn't written by me. That's a flex. Mild, um, mild flex because Etch writes every flex. fucking meme fic. Gaia. All right. Gaia beat me to the Bowsette concept, but she did it differently uh, because she made Taylor put it on, but then she put it on again. So she turned into Taylor at at. And it was like a fucking disgusting flesh monster with like (laughs) ridiculous proportions. And so that was fun. Just Uh, stacking buffs. (laughs) More like stacking debuffs at that point. 
Yeah. It's like one of those buffs that you get two of, it becomes a debuff. <laughs> I cannot think of a single game where that is in a mechanic. Is it? I'm sure I can think. I'm sure I can think of one. I played way too. That's many... actually a really cool idea. I played like, way stack. too many MMOs where that it isn't a mechanic. Now I'm trying to think. Shit. Stack That's two, a bad idea. Get a second stack of this buff you got, and then it turns into a debuff. I mean, like, I don't Speed know. Get a second level the knockback enchantment on your sword. I mean, Minecraft. I mean, <laughs> I, I know there's some games where it's like Minecraft did everything. I know there's some games where it's like once you receive a buff, you also after the buff wears off, you get a similar debuff that prevents you from receiving second set, triggers. Set, said buff. <laughs> well, thank, thanks for taking us back to Worm Packy. Um, back to Worm fanfiction and away from me talking about <laughs> shitty fucking MMOs. <laughs> Let's talk about conference call one more time because I feel like we didn't really talk about. We talked a lot about the fic in general terms. Conference call is a Worm Naruto Homestuck Mother of Learning cross featuring Kid Win. Um, Ino Yamanaka, I think that's pronounced. Uh, Zorian Kaczynski and Roxy Lalonde from Homestuck. Zorian uh-huh. Kaczynski isn't from Homestuck. Zorian is from Mother of Love. Zorian Kaczynski uh-huh. sounds like a Polish lawyer. <laughs> I suspect to a certain degree. Like, like if you were to ask, what is the closest Earth analog to the, uh, to the mother of learning like setting i'd be like i don't know probably somewhere in like like central europe yeah that's Poland. european fantasy this is the problem with fiction nowadays it appeals to the european fantasy <laughs> uh yeah but conference calls uh choice of setting as well as its expanding setting because like how tino is uh a constantly growing uh fic with like new new tailors being introduced like just one of the last latest chapters was, had a new tailor just show up uh conference call also like is no longer tagged as like worm mother of learning it's just tagged as multicross now because steven universe characters just showed up but the thing is with the format of the node not only is the introduction of new characters like makes sense within the universe but it's also like uh it's anticipated, and it's very tense. There's this wonderful moment, uh, like, in, cha- in a chapter, two or three chapters prior, I think it's in arc two of Conference Call, where they're in a, a, a board meeting, and Mod Thunder, who is the, the moderator who runs the, the node that all of the main characters are in, uh, mentions that if he were to be found out as a node host or node moderator... Uh, as operating in the city of Brockton Bay, they could all be in deep shit. And that was, like, a really good moment because it lent, a, like, a real sense of danger to, uh, like, the proceedings and, like, the next chapters, you know? I think that's just an, a, a really nice touch. Not a nice touch. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a well-paced story, Conference Call, and I will defend it until the day I die, especially because it's a really nice... Uh, it's framework for telling my own stories, of which I have two. I didn't know that. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't know that Glass became my co-host just now. <laughs> I'm sorry. What just happened? I didn't know that Glass became my co-host just now. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Glass. Uh, yeah. God, but for like the the funny thing about the node system is that I sort of there's this one article I read once. Okay. 
And it was this article on this idea that they called the hyper-flexible mythology. Um, if you want to Google that, you can probably find the article online. Hyper-flexible mythology? Yes, and it uses a few different, like... Uh, it uses a few different uh, story examples of things that use this idea, but it was invented for the purposes of describing Homestuck. And the idea is that... I know that's a bit silly, but... The idea behind it is that you take this core concept of your story and then you just intentionally make it repeatable, okay? So mm -hmm. four kids get connected together in this brain telepathic thing and then suddenly they have to work together. Well, I was like, that's a really cool premise, but... I don't want that to feel like it's this unique, special thing that makes the characters like the most powerful people around, whatever. Yeah. I want there to be unique challenges they face because of this. And mm -hmm. that's when I remembered that article. I The exact details of it aren't entirely related to this, but the general idea is that you create these a framework within your story with these loosely or strictly defined rules depending on your needs and then you assign these attributes to like different groups of characters or different structures within the story and you just try to make it work from there so yeah. when i was like i could make one node or i could establish the node system as this repeatable common thing that people will be encountering and throughout then, their journeys and their you individual can take worlds. take it to a whole new level and basically write endless stories with it because it's become a system. Yeah, it's systematized. Oh, wow. That's which is yeah, it's it's cool. one of the genius like, parts. I found like, myself one day when I was bored just writing. What would happen if two people in the same world had a node together? And then I was like, what if they were secret? fall in love but they couldn't be together and i'm like what if it was just beauty and the beast and beauty was in a, a node with the beast and i've been writing that just like i've just been casually dabbling with that google doc for for months now and it's just that story is possible because you have laid the groundwork for me packy she glanced this way. yeah i mean i thought i saw it's it was intentionally designed that way i was like i need something that i can use to make uh, this story and possibly a spinoff if I'm more interested in exploring the concept more in the future. Mm -hmm. And so I just gave myself the tool set I would need to do that. Uh, specifically, you'll notice that in conference call, I have introduced pretty much three types of uh, three types of nodes. We have blur nodes, summoning nodes, and broken nodes, as I'm going to call them here. Um, Blur nodes allow any people who are connected to share their powers from their stories, mm -hmm. right? So if you have one guy who shoots fires out of fire out of his hand and another person who is a cyborg, then the cyborg can summon the attribute of shooting fire out of his hand from his node mate. Oh, um, so like like power borrowing. Yes, yes. Okay. Except yeah. Uh, yeah. Compare it to the system that uh, a summoning node uses, where they literally summon their node mates to fight by their side. 
yeah, would that, that weird that, the concept. <laughs> With that, weird- that concept was so interesting to me that I literally, like, I'm writing a story based entirely around that. Um, just because these no concepts are so, so captivating instantly. Yeah, and the broken ones, uh, specifically the broken one in the uh, conference call proper, which does not have either summoning or blur capacity focuses a lot more on the information sharing aspect of it, where the characters talk with each other to share ideas, and they have very limited ability to share stuff with each other because what they're actually doing is they have this tiny little pinhole-sized portal that they're sharing resources through. The reason I did this is because originally I was intending on writing them as a blur-type node, but Mm. I realized that I didn't actually want them to feel like indistinct characters from each other. When there is a fight scene, I want Roxy to fight differently from Kid Wynn, to fight differently from Zorian, to fight differently from Eno. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if they shared powers with each other, it'd be one power set, but four characters have it. Yeah. And I didn't really feel like writing about that. I'm trying to imagine That's Kid much Wynn, more like... interesting <laughs> Kid Wynn for a villain dies. to wield. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that was very interesting. Uh, uh, are we headed? I, let's let's head let's into, head to the rec corner. Yep. The rec corner is what I'm calling it now. The rec corner. It's what, we're All gonna, right, this is... we're gonna put that on the, on our pins uh, that we're gonna sell on the Etsy shop. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hashtag rec corner. Yeah. Okay. Uh, to recommend I'm gonna, for people to read. Let's start. I'm with gonna action. do a little bit of uh, a, a, a rec within a rec. I'm gonna recommend uh, Tiny Gladiator's new fic Mess, which is uh, written in this much the same way as his uh, TG Apocalypse stories, which is to say, not conventionally in the slightest. It's also it, uh, it's, it can sometimes also be non-coherent, which I I don't think it detracts necessarily all the time, but it can be difficult to parse if you're not ready for it. Yeah. Uh, but because of but one of the the, the, the thing that is uh, easy to parse is that TG has gotten into the habit of leaving this extremely long list of recommendations <laughs> at the end of every single chapter. <laughs> TG's reckless like, are twice as long as his actual story updates. Yeah, and and because of the balls of that move, I have no choice but to stand and to shill. Um, so, Tiny Gladiator's Mess. Take a look. Take a listen. Take a read. Or just skip to the end and check out the rec list. Uh, <laughs> what do I have to recommend? I recommend people read Taylor is Dead. I think that's what it's called, right? T- t- yeah, Taylor's Dead. Read Taylor's Dead. Lots of fun. Um, what else? What else? I haven't... Once again, I, I don't have time to read anymore. I miss time. Most of what I've been well, reading recently is, you know just stuff to prepare for the podcast so you know read packy stuff uh yes read conference call conference call and bullies don't read tino because it's a mess it's it's a mess (laughs) what do you mean don't read tino go ahead and read tino just you know it's not skip misha's chapter when will tino come back from the wars uh who knows um because the actual like have we even seen hopeful penguin in a while (laughs) what's happened to them god so many, so many of our writers have straight up just met Crab. Holy shit, where has Crab gone? I have not seen Crab in weeks. Crab was absorbed by the the, con- the Cauldron Cup, um, 
like as a sacrifice. <laughs> like, just subsumed? Like, yeah, just subsumed by Cauldron Cup. Because I think. Crab, like, did you put yourself into the cup of Cauldron? <laughs> Kira asked calmly. Uh, Cauldron Cup Sniffs, that's another thing people should read. They're all. Most of them are fantastic. Uh, They're on AO3. There's a whole collection yep. uh, of, of them. From Last Cup. This cup's haven't gone live yet because it's not done. I did. I put mine up because I'm already out. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. Congrats. That's my flex. Congrats on that. Congrats on being out. Congrats on, congrats on getting out of that one. <laughs> congrats on escaping. <laughs> if you like yeah. I have... N- I don't bl- I don't know what you have had your other guests from unaired episodes wreck, so I'm not going to go out of my way to wreck anything except for what should I wreck? I want to wreck at least one thing. Let me wreck. You know what? I'm going to wreck. Pick a card, okay? Let me tell you why. Oh, oh. I'm going to wreck. Pick a card because pick a card wreck me and I need to do a big solid back. Glass just unfriended you. I think just now. I think those like just now. those clicks were just glass unfriended you. Yeah, yeah, there's it just happened out of nowhere. Like this this podcast hasn't even come out yet and it's already been <laughs> they just done. It's already it. done. Every time someone listens to this podcast, it happens again. Like whenever just the sound is being played. Uh. And also, uh, yeah, read everything. Read. Read Worm. Just go. <laughs> read, read Worm. Read Worm. Read Worm. <laughs> peek at Ward. Uh, well, how about b- this? based on what people have told just, me, don't peek at Ward, but read Worm. <laughs> just click the the Worm sub, like, the Worm, like, Link. section on Space Battles. And just, like, start from the beginning and read through every single fic there. That's my rec list. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. That's a great idea. Jeez. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is a quick shill for ourselves. Embor is now uh, literally everywhere. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Follow us on YouTube. Uh, subscribe to Etch on YouTube for, for hot new episodes of Embor. Uh, but we're also on Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud. Tune in. Uh, I, tune in. Not iHeartRadio. Not, not Pandora. Pandora. Um, God. Although we tried. We tried. We tried so fucking hard. I want to be uh, on iHeartRadio, damn it. Oh, and pull we're it up Google on your Play smart music. fridge. Yeah, I'm pulling it smart We fridge. actually can be on smart fridges if you have, like, the right OS and If you have a browser, you, you already have access to us on pull a Pull it up fridge. on your GPS. Literally, I could, I could say, okay, Google, right <laughs> this second. Oh, it just turned on. I could not say, okay, Google. Watch it say something. <laughs> Hold on. Sorry, I'm not sure how to help you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Google. Thank Thanks, you, Google. Thank you for listening to us all the time and feeding our information to the American government. <laughs> and we'll see you all in the next. That that's episode. a way to end. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I think that's actually end. I think that's it. That's actually. End.